<clears throat> all right, all right, okay, okay. What is up, everybody? It is LJ Talks Facts right here. Expensive Facts, like always, of course. Hope you guys are enjoying your Wednesday afternoon, you know. Not doing too bad, to be honest. Just getting ready for the new year, you know. We're a couple days away. Friday's New Year's Eve and Saturday's New Year's Day. So on Saturday, it'll be 2022. What a year it's been. And what a football year it's been. Because this is my Week 17 predictions of the 2021 NFL season. I can't believe we got two more weeks left of the regular season. And this, and this is the first year that we've had 18 weeks in a season. Because usually this will be the official last week of the season. But this is Week 17, which was usually... Which was always, you know, the last week of the season. But now, <laughs> I got one more week. Week 18 next week, which is all divisional matchups. And I'll mostly be breaking down next week, you know, with teams that aren't going to the playoffs. You know, like how they can improve or you know, how I see them going. In the, how I see them going forward in the future. What they need. So, we'll see what happens there. But let's get to the first game of the week. And I did go 10 and 6 my predictions last week. So back to back weeks. I went 10 and 6. We'll see how I do this week. First game of the week. We got the Atlanta Falcons and the Buffalo Bills. Well, the Atlanta Falcons are still alive right now. They're 7 and 8. Mathematically, they're still alive. It would take a lot right here for the Falcons to get in. It would. You need a whole lot of teams to lose out. Because you look at the standings right now. We'll go to the playoffs right here for the NFC. You know, we got Philly. So here, the, here are the teams right here. In the AFC in the wild card, we have the Colts, the Patriots, and the Dolphins. And the NFC, we got the Cardinals, the 49ers, and the Eagles. And the only team out of all those conferences right here that have clinched a playoff spot is the Arizona Cardinals. No team in the wild card right there in the AFC's clinched a playoff spot. And the last two teams, the 49ers and the Eagles, and the NFC wild card haven't clinched yet at all. So the only team that's clinched is the Cardinals. So they're, they're guaranteed to make it to the playoffs, whether they win the division or they got to, you know, <laughs> play a wild card game right there or they have to clinch the wild card or whatever, they'll be in it no matter what. So you look at the Falcons right now. They are fifth right there in the NFC wild card. They're one game out. Their conference record is four and seven. So you would need to win the next two games. Of course, you need Minnesota to lose, you need Minnesota to, lose to Green Bay and they would be done. So you would need to beat Buffalo and who they got in the last week. You would need to beat Buffalo and the Saints. They're very capable of beating the Saints. Buffalo, I don't know about that one. But if they could somehow win out and you need Philly to lose to um, to Washington and then to my Cowboys. I don't know. That's going to be kind of hard right there for Atlanta. Do I think they'll make it? No, I don't think they will. But, you know, I got to give Atlanta credit because I didn't expect them to be 7-8. and eight. I thought they were going to be just like the Eagles. They were going to be way out of it, and they would be picking in the top five. I mean, I got to give, give the Falcons credit. You know, their offense wasn't that bad this season. Their defense was atrocious for so long throughout the season. It did pick up, but it just it was too little too late, in my opinion. If they had, like, a decent defense, they'd probably be in a playoff spot. They probably would be, but they're not. But they're coming off beating Detroit. They're still alive right here. I mean, there's still a chance. There is still a chance. Maybe the 49ers lose out. You never know. Um, we got the Buffalo Bills right here coming off a huge, and I mean huge, win over the Patriots. Like, I seriously doubted the Bills going into Foxborough, beating the Patriots. They proved me wrong. Josh Allen played great. The Bills' defense played great. Stephon Diggs had a great game. You know, the Bills had a lot of people on the COVID-19 list, so I thought that was really going to play a huge factor in this game, but it didn't. It didn't. The Bills' defense made Mac Jones look very human. Like, the last couple games, Mac Jones hasn't been the same. Like, the last three games, I would say, and both of those games are against the Bills. Two out of three of those games are against the Bills. The other one was the Colts. So, Mac Jones has kind of come down to earth just a little bit. I mean, he's still a rookie, so he's still going to make those rookie mistakes, so it happens. But he made some really bad throws against Buffalo. But with this game right here for the Falcons and the Bills, because now the Bills are on top of the AFC East division right here. They have the tiebreaker right here over New England. They're both 9-6. and six. 
So I think if the Bills do win this game, they clinch a playoff spot no matter what happens. Because New England's got Jacksonville. We already know how that's going to turn out. So, I mean, New England could still very much win the division. It might go to the Bills. It just might. Because then the Bills got the Jets next. I mean, that should be a win right there next week. But um, with this game right here between the Atlanta Falcons and the Buffalo Bills, I got the Buffalo Bills putting the final nail in the Atlanta Falcons' coffin. You know, part of me wants to see the Falcons get to the playoffs. Part of me really does. It's just not going to happen. So I got the Bills in this game right here. And here we go to the next game. We got the New York Giants and the Chicago Bears. So we don't know who's going to be starting in this game for the Giants. It could be Jake Fromm. Most likely it'll be Mike Glennon because Mike Glennon came in for Jake Fromm when the Giants got blown out by the Eagles. Jake Fromm looked horrible. You know, I was thinking maybe he would have like an underdog story. He was drafted late last year and then he got traded by the Bills. Maybe he has like, you know, a huge underdog story going into this game against Philly. Uh, no, just no. He was horrible. He was absolutely horrible. And Glennon came in. I mean, Glennon did better, but it didn't matter. And with the Bears, you know, they're coming off a win against the Seahawks. Nick Foles is starting quarterback. Nick Foles did good. No Justin Fields, no Andy Dalton. So I guess you would think it's going to be Glennon versus, um, versus Foles on Sunday, I guess. I mean... Okay. If this is a matchup I really don't care about at all. This could be a low-scoring game. You know, and I'm sure Saquon is definitely looking for redemption against Chicago because that's where he got hurt last year where he tore his ACL in Week 2 in Chicago. And this game is in Chicago. So, to be honest, it would be nice to see Saquon go off in this game. It really would be nice to see that. You know, I mean, the Giants are way far out of it, obviously. They're not going to the playoffs. So I really don't care what the Giants do. But I wouldn't mind seeing Saquon go off in this game. I wouldn't mind seeing it. I hope that he does. I would love to see that. You know, but at the end of the day right here with this game right here between the Giants and the Bears, this could be Joe Judge's last road game coach in the Giants because I think he's out, to be honest, as Giants head coach. I know John Mara. I don't know if it was him or leaked out that, um, that Joe Judge and Daniel Jones, they're both coming back next year. In my opinion, and I have nothing against Joe Judge, and I have nothing against Daniel Jones, but what does bringing them back do for you guys next year? Like, the Giant fans that are listening right now, I mean, obviously they don't want, there's, there's like a majority of them, like I would say 99%, that don't want Joe Judge or Daniel Jones to come back. I mean, obviously Dave Gettleman is gone. He's going to be gone. Once that game is over against Washington right there, like the next day, He'll be gone. So Dave Gettleman's out. We know that. But what is bringing Judge and Jones back, what does it do? It doesn't do anything. It literally does nothing. I mean, you could say, well, Joe Judge could really hit his stride in his third year as a head coach. Maybe Daniel Jones finds it. He becomes a good quarterback next year. But see, that's all on maybes right there. That's all what it is. You know what I mean? The Giants need an offensive wizard as a head coach. That's what they need. Because their defense is great. Offense, it. I thought their offense was going to be good. I really thought their offense was going to go off this year. <laughs> their offense has been one of the worst. Thought maybe they would go off a little bit, but they need an offensive wizard head coach. That's what they need. That's what they need right there. We'll talk, more about, we'll talk more about the Giants next week and, of course, the Bears and what they should do for next season. But at the end of the day, with this game right here between the Giants and the Bears, I got the Bears beating the Giants. Next game right here. This is one of my favorite matchups of the week. We've got the Kansas City Chiefs and the Cincinnati Bengals. Oh, oh, I'm loving this game. I really am. The Kansas City Chiefs are coming off blowing out the Pittsburgh Steelers. I really thought the Chiefs were going to lose that game. I thought they were going to, but they marched right in there at home at Arrowhead Stadium, and they put a shellacking on the Steelers. The Steelers never stood a chance. I mean, this Kansas City Chiefs team really adapted this year. Like, Mahomes was struggling, you know, down the line. But when he was struggling, their defense stepped it up. Their defense has turned into one of the best defenses in the NFL. It really has. The Chiefs defense is a top-five defense, and that's great. Because obviously if the Chiefs had no defense, 
going forward the rest of the season, they probably wouldn't even make the playoffs. Maybe they get a wild card spot, but the way their defense has been playing has been great. It's been amazing. I mean, the Steelers obviously aren't world killers on offense. They're not. But even like before that, you know, the Cowboys, they beat my Cowboys, only held my Cowboys at nine points. I know there's no Cooper and Lamb got hurt during that game. But still, the nine points right there and holding, you know, not a bad Raiders offense to not many points. Their defense is good. Their defense is good. And the Bengals, they're coming off beating the Baltimore Ravens. Now the Bengals are in first place in the AFC North. I am really proud of this Bengals team. And Joe Burrow threw for 525 yards against Baltimore. And I got to give Baltimore credit. They had their third string QB out there, Josh Johnson. He didn't play bad. He threw over 300 yards. He played good. The Ravens defense is... Oh, man, it's cooked. It is seriously, seriously cooked. Their defense is way out of it. It really is. Like, their defense is done. It's It really is. But um, I'm proud of the Bengals. I, I didn't expect... I didn't expect this out of the Bengals this year. I really didn't. They got such a hot... They got such a hot start. They did, you know, struggle a little bit, but they found it recently. This is a big game for them. This really is. I mean, I know the Ravens got the Rams, and most likely the Rams will win that game. We'll get to that in just a bit. But you still never know. And you don't really don't know. You still don't know what the Steelers and the Browns. You just It's not guaranteed you're going to win the division just yet. Like, by this point, maybe the Bengals do win the division, but you never know right now. They win this game, they do. But... Oh, man, I really want to pick the Bengals in this game. I really, really do. Because this game is going to be good. This is going to feel like a college game right here. Because it's going to be a shootout. That's what I feel. But Travis Kelsey coming back in this game most likely. And Tyreek Hill played against the Steelers. Oof. Oh, this is going to be good. This game should be on Sunday night. Forget about Vikings and Packers. This game should be on Sunday night. You get Burrow on Sunday night for the very first time. Let him shine. I think it's a good idea. We haven't seen the Bengals on Sunday night in a while. So that'd be really cool to see. Especially against the Chiefs right there. They would draw some pretty good ratings. Mahomes versus Burrow. Be great. Oh, man. But the Chiefs, they're too hot right now. They really are. They've been a streaky team ever since they got off that slow start. They've been unstoppable. You know, what's, the, what's their winning streak right now, the Chiefs? Let's look at their schedule. How many games have they won in a row? Let's see, so they've won one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. They've won eight games in a row. Ever since they lost 27-3 to the Titans back on October 24th, they have won eight games in a row. So do I think they'll win their ninth straight game in a row? You best believe I believe it. Because at the end of the game right here... At the end of the day, I, that's my catchphrase, not at the end of the game. But end of the day right here, I got the Kansas City Chiefs winning their ninth straight game by beating the Bengals. Like, I really do hope the Bengals win this game. I really hope they do, but got to go with the Chiefs. Next game right here, another matchup I'm liking. We got the Miami Dolphins and the Tennessee Titans. So the Miami Dolphins are officially in an AFC wildcard spot right now. They've won seven games in a row. After starting the season one and seven, they look like they were one and done. They look like they were one and done right there. But ever since Tua has been starting, I mean, he's had his games where he's been, you know, eh. But he's also had his games where he's looked good. You know, I feel like Tua's hitting his stride right now. Like, you know, he's consistently starting. He's got to stay healthy, obviously. They're coming off beating the Saints 23. I mean, granted, Ian Book was starting for the New Orleans Saints. It was a four-string quarterback. So, that's granted. But still, you know, you never know at times. You just never know. And Sean Payton's a really good, you know, offensive genius. Or just a great genius in general as a head coach. But the Dolphins, man, I'm really impressed. I really hope they get into a playoff spot. Or, I hope they clinch a playoff spot. Excuse me, I meant to say that. I mean, the division, it's not impossible. 
it's a little bit out of reach when you think of it and who the Bills are playing, you know, and the Patriots got the Jags, and then next week we got Patriots and Dolphins, and that could probably come down to a wild card spot, you know, and I'm sure New England's going to want revenge after Miami beat them in week one. So, and the Titans, they're coming off a huge Thursday night football win. That was the last Thursday night game of the year. By beating the 49ers, they hung on. Randy Bullock made the game-winning kick with a few seconds left in the fourth quarter. That's a big win for the Titans. That was a huge, huge win for the Titans. Like, I was really proud of them. I really was. I was, at, I was really, really proud of the Titans with that win. You know, obviously we're not going to see Derrick Henry like until next week or until the first game of the playoffs in the wild card game right there, in the wild card round. Oh, man, the Dolphins are riding high right here, and their defense has been great. You know, and it's not because they what they, did to, what they did to the Saints. Their defense has been great all year. It's been the best part, but their offense is really hitting their stride. Ooh, this is a tough game to pick right here. The Titans got a big win over the 49ers. But the Dolphins, they're streaky right now. Brian Flores, a lot of people are blaming Brian Flores and they wanted him out. But Brian Flores isn't a bad head coach. If the Dolphins make it to the playoffs, he should get coach of the year. Like, he really should for just turning around this team. He's not a bad head coach. He's really not. Like, he's not at all. But at the end of the day, right here between the Dolphins and the Titans, another matchup that I'm loving, I'm going to go with the Miami Dolphins on this one, and they'll stay in a wild card spot. It's a big game right here. It's a big, big game. If you're a Dolphins fan, you're also going to be the biggest Jags and Falcons fan as well because say if the Dolphins beat the Titans and if the Bills somehow lose to Atlanta and somehow the Patriots lose to Jacksonville because stranger things have happened, it's a three-way tie. Be a three-way tie right there. Oh, man, it's getting interesting. It really is. I really hope Miami does get in, though. I want to see Tua in a playoff game because I really like Tua. Tua is one of my favorite QBs in the league. I want to see this kid succeed. Like, I want to see him be that franchise quarterback for the Dolphins. That's what I want to see out of him. I got the Dolphins beating the Titans. Next game right here, we got the Las Vegas Raiders and the Indianapolis Colts. So the Las Vegas Raiders, they are still in it. They're coming off a big win against the Denver Broncos, 17-13. That's a big win for the Raiders. I'll give them that. I will give them that. I want to take this time. I want to take this time right here because it just came back up into my mind right here. And I think it's perfect that right here it's for the Las Vegas Raiders to talk about this. My best wishes go out to John Madden. And his family, John Madden, legendary head coach of the then Oakland Raiders back in the past, and an amazing commentator. He was the pioneer for Madden football, for EA Sports Madden football. He passed away yesterday morning at the age of 85. And I watched the all Madden documentary that came out on Christmas Day back on Saturday, and it was. It was one of those documentaries. It's like one of those rare documentaries that you watch where there was like nothing bad really at all. Like the only like sad part about the documentary is like when John Madden retired from being a head coach and like he explained, you know, the stress of being a head coach and it falls on you. Because he retired from coaching at a pretty young age at 42. But you could tell he was, you know, he was just gassed out right there from being a head coach and all those years, he won a Super Bowl, Super Bowl 14 against the Minnesota Vikings. He was just a mastermind on the field. And an amazing announcer. And he didn't even want to be an announcer. He didn't even want to be an announcer at all. But he turned out to be one of the greatest. And he was on CBS, Fox Sports, ABC, and NBC. He finished his career with NBC. Where he would do the Sunday night games. This was really sad to hear last night. When I saw this on social media, I couldn't even believe it. I seriously couldn't believe it. I remember just watching his documentary, and I'm like, holy shit, days later, he's gone. And people around him said he was the nicest, genuine person you could ever meet. And there was one part of the documentary, uh, 
I don't know where they were. I think they were going out to a restaurant. And, uh, like, he was just talking to the fans, shaking their hands. And he saw a guy wearing a Packers uh, jacket saying, hey, good luck to the Packers. I was like, wow, like, this this man really loved people. Like, signing stuff for people. He had the bus. Oh, my God, that bus right there was awesome. Because he didn't want to fly anymore, so he had the bus. Oh, my God, the Madden bus. Oh, my God, it was it was so cool. This documentary was awesome. For those that haven't seen it, definitely check it out. It's an hour and a half long, and it'll be the best hour and a half of your life. If you're a huge football fan, and if you know a lot about John Madden, of course, God bless him. God bless him and his family. I think I think it is good to talk about him right now while getting to talk about the Raiders. And I was thinking, like, you know, when the documentary was over, like, when, when it finished, I, was, I said to myself, wouldn't it be something if John Madden came back to commentate one more game? Like, wouldn't that have been something? That really would have been something. It really would have been. I was hoping for it. But when I saw last night that he passed away, I, I just couldn't believe it. I seriously couldn't believe it. And the whole sports world is talking about him today. You know, a lot of the sport analysts talking about the, the Madden football game, of course. You know, I'm an avid, you know, Madden player myself. I've been playing Madden ever since um, um started on PlayStation 2. I'm not too sure if it was um, 04, the cover that Michael Vick was on. It's It was one of the PlayStation 2 Maddens. Like one of the, somewhere in the 2000s, probably the one that Vick was on. Most likely. But I still love playing Madden, even though I still get very frustrated at it at times. Um, it's just how it is we play online. That's every online game, though. But thank you to John Madden for everything you did for the game of football, whether it was coaching or commentating or just being a hell of a human being. Thank you for the Madden video game, of course. And the Troductin. I got to try Troductin now. Because seeing that fucking huge turkey right there mixed with the duck, definitely got to try it now. But John, Mr. Madden, thank you for everything. Thank you for everything you did. I aspire to be like him because I'm really not a people person. I'm really not. For those who know me, you know, closely, they know I'm not a people person. I usually get very aggravated at times, you know. It's just, it's just how I am, you know. I like to just be to myself, I don't like to talk to many people, I like to just be on my own, like, I feel like I'm a loner at times, you know what I mean, like, I aspire to be John Madden, I'm like, here's this guy who loves everybody, and he's talking to everybody, I'm thinking, oh my god, and here I am, like, not hating everybody, like, just not wanting to talk to anybody, I just want to be, like, left alone, you know what I mean, but this man was talking to everybody, he loved everybody, it didn't matter, he didn't care who you were, God bless him, man. I aspire to be like this man. I think we all should. I really do. And, of course, you know, I didn't grow up in the era, of course, of John Madden head coaching, of course. That's a long time ago. But, of course, I grew up, you know, with him commentating, you know. Um, when did I really start watching, like, football, really paying attention to it? Maybe I was, like, 11 or 12. So, I, okay, he was done commentating by that time because I believe he retired and. 08 or 09 but just he was a great analyst of the game right there when he was commentating he made fun of Troy Aikman's beard and he had the the Gatorade uh, the Gatorade things the, mo- the mom Gatorade the father Gatorade bucket and then the son Gatorade bucket oh my god just a great man great man oh my gosh I really feel good talking about him. I really do because he is like an angel. Like, he really is. You know, we all should aspire to be like the great John Madden. God bless him. So, again, Mr. John Madden, thank you for everything you did for the game of football. Like I said, whether it was coaching, commentating, what you did for Madden football, God bless you. And I'll see you soon, my friend. Thank you. All right, so now getting to this Raiders and Colts game. 
And I know John Madden's going to be watching this game very closely. He'll be watching every game really closely. Um, you know, the Raiders, like I said, coming up a big win against the Broncos. Their season is still very much alive. They're 8-7. They have went through so much this year. Like I've mentioned plenty of times, I don't want to sound like a broken record. But the fact that they're still in it is insane. It really is. And the Indianapolis Colts, they don't have Carson. Most likely Carson Wentz won't be playing this game because he's on the COVID-19 list. So he's going uh, to need some you know, negative tests right here in the next couple days so he could play on Sunday. Willie, I mean, I don't know. Right now, he's not going to be starting, obviously. It's going to be that back with him, Sam Ellender, however you say his name. And the Colts are coming off a huge win on Saturday night against the, uh, the Arizona Cardinals. That was a big win. And I picked the Colts to win. I was pretty surprised that I was correct. That was a big win. That was a big win for the Colts. Whew. Let's look at the conference record between the Raiders and the Colts. Let's go to the AFC right here. The Colts' conference record is 7-3. and three. The Raiders is 6-4. Oh, so if the Raiders win this game, they could knock out the Colts. They potentially could. Actually, wait, I don't know if it would it actually. Because it'd be 7-4. It just might. Mm. Oh, and that big question is, can that Raiders defense stop Jonathan Taylor? That's... Man, I, I really do want to see the Raiders get in two now because... With, with John Madden gone now, I really want to see the Raiders get in just just for John Madden. That's really, I really want to see that. Oh, man. Ooh, this is a close one. I think we're going to get a close game. And I think no matter if Carson Wentz starts or not, I'm going to pick the Las Vegas Raiders to beat the Indianapolis Colts. That's my prediction. It's a, I think it's a bold one. But we'll see what happens. Our next, okay, the next like couple games right here are pretty easy predictions. We got the Jacksonville Jaguars and the New England Patriots. So the Jacksonville Jaguars only lost by five points to the New York Jets. I believe it was 26 to 21. It was a close game, and Trevor Lawrence didn't throw any touchdowns, didn't throw any picks. Didn't play that bad, in my opinion, I would say. Like, Hopefully Trevor Lawrence has a breakout sophomore season. I really hope he does because it's going to be no Urban Meyer, of course. So thank God for that for the Jaguars. Hopefully whatever head coach they get, hopefully that head coach can really help them get to the promised land. I really hope so. Um, and the New England Patriots, you know, coming off. The New England Patriots coming off uh, losing to the Buffalo Bills. Unexpectedly, to be honest. I really thought the Patriots had that game in the bag, but nope. And it's going to be something to see, you know, these two rookie quarterbacks going at it, Trevor Lawrence versus Mac Jones. Everybody was saying Trevor Lawrence is going to be that best quarterback out of this, you know, draft class. Right now it is Mac Jones, and that could change by next year, obviously. Because I believe Trevor Lawrence will break out in his sophomore season. It'll be a whole different environment out in Jacksonville. So I think they'll be okay. Maybe they slip into a wild card spot. I don't know. Maybe they do. You never know. I'm just saying. And I hope that they do, though. Um, But with this game right here between the Jags and the Patriots, it's kind of obvious what I'm going to pick. I got the New England Patriots bouncing back and getting a big win here over the Jags. And the next game right here, we got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the New York Jets. So, at Jet fans, you thought you escaped Tom Brady. No, not just yet. Not just yet, because we got the Bucks versus the Jets right here. Brady versus the Jets. His old friends. His old friends right here. Oh, my gosh. I'm sure a Jet fan that was looking at the schedule had to be like, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's going to be something to see Brady playing at MetLife again against the Jets. Holy shit. Oh, my God. And, you know, the Bucks are coming off winning the NFC South by beating the Carolina Panthers in a big way after getting shut out on Sunday night by the Saints. So that was big for the Bucks right there. Um, the Jets, you know, nice win over the Jags. That was nice. Zach Wilson has showed signs of improvement. I just hope it's not like Sam Donald, like where Donald was hurt in his rookie year. 
and then he start and then he, he finished strong. I meant to say, like he started off his rookie career, his first year with the Jets. Like he started off slow, he got hurt, then he came back and played much better. You know, and Zach Wilson looks like he's doing the same thing. I just hope Zach Wilson can be that franchise quarterback for the Jets, and hopefully he doesn't get traded within the next year or two. I really hope he is that franchise quarterback for the Jets. I really hope he is, but he can't be scrambling for his life. The Jets are going to have to get him some O-line help. I don't want to be Captain Obvious, but that's what they need to do. You can't have this kid scrambling for the rest of his career. It just can't be happening. Like, he's mobile, but you need his legs. You need his legs. That's what you need. But at the end of the game... Oh, my God, I'm saying the end of the game now. Fuck this. At the end of the game, because it's better to say that, at the end of this game right between the Bucks and the Jets... Good old Tom Brady's going to do what he mostly did to the Jets at MetLife Stadium, and that's kick the shit out of them. Because I got the Bucks kicking the shit out of the New York Jets this Sunday. Uh, next game right here, we got the Philadelphia Eagles versus the Washington football team. The Philadelphia Eagles coming off, blowing out the New York Giants. Things are looking pretty sunny in Philly right now. Pun, no pun intended. Um, but no, Jalen Hurts looks confident. His last two games since he's come back. He's looked very confident. The Eagles defense has stepped it up. Got to give him credit. Definitely got to give him credit. They've played They've played good. And you can tell, but they beat Washington and the Giants. Even before that, they beat the Jets. Now, the Jets won. Okay, well, Gardner Minshew played good in that game. But the last two games, I mean, these are division rivals. It doesn't matter how bad your division rival is. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how good or bad they are. At the end of the day, it's still a division rival. So it doesn't matter. You know, and I think the Eagles will make it to the playoffs. Right now they are in the last wild card spot in the NFC. So I think they will get in. I think they'll beat Washington. I guess my Cowboys is questionable. You know, it depends like who the Cowboys throw out there, whether they play the starters or they rest the starters. Whatever the game plan is, I'm not too sure right now. Probably not after they play Arizona. Um, so it's questionable. I think if the Eagles play our practice squad, or most players from the practice squad, I mean, yeah, they probably could win, just like 2016. Um, at the end of the season in Philly. With this game right here, you know, Washington coming off getting embarrassed by my Cowboys on Sunday night. That was really embarrassing. Like, holy shit. I'm speaking as a Cowboys fan right now. That shit was fucking embarrassing. Like, seriously. Oh, my goodness. It really was. But at the end of the game right here, and Washington mathematically is still in it, believe it or not. But whether it's Heineke or whether it's Kyle Allen starting, it's not going to matter. Because at the end of this game right here, I got the Philadelphia Eagles beating the Washington football team. And put the final nail in their coffin. All right, last one o'clock game right here. We got the LA Rams and the Baltimore Ravens. So the LA Rams. So the LA Rams right here. So they're coming off beating the Minnesota Vikings. And Matthew Stafford, he did not look good in this game. Three interceptions, one touchdown. Barely, well, actually, no, he didn't even get to 200 yards. I believe he hit, like, 190-something, so he didn't even get 200 yards. I mean, the Rams' running game was really good. Sony Michelle had a really good running game. They are getting Cam Akers back, which is amazing. Um, Cooper Cup obviously, was the best receiver. Hit over 100 yards. Oh, man, but Stafford did not look good against the Vikings at all. Like, they... They somehow won, though. They somehow won. I'm like, okay, then. But the Rams' defense did step it up, you know. But that's the thing about Matthew Stafford, though. This is the thing. This is the biggest concern I have. Because we know the Rams are going make to make it to the playoffs. They've already clinched the playoff spot. They most likely will win the division. You know, they could get a bye. You know, they could get that first seed. It's still very manageable for them to get it. But Stafford, he's 0-3 in the playoffs. We've seen playoff Stafford. And maybe things will be different, but I'm not too sure about that. 
I don't know, the Baltimore Ravens have lost four in a row now. They were eight and three. Things were looking great for Baltimore. They were a top team in the AFC. And things have fallen apart for them. You know, with Lamar being hurt. With Lamar being hurt now, Tyler Huntley. Um, I believe he has COVID. So now they're down to Josh Johnson. We'll see who he's even playing this Sunday, whether it's Josh Johnson or whether it's Lamar Jackson or whether it's Tyler Huntley. I don't think it's going to matter. The Ravens, they really screwed themselves by losing to Pittsburgh and Green Bay because when you look back on it, they really should have just went for the extra point. And you take your chance if you go to overtime because they would have beaten the Steelers in overtime. Come on. They could have definitely beaten the Steelers in overtime. The Packers, probably not. But who knows, maybe you get lucky. I'm just saying, that's just how I feel. But the end of the game right here between the Rams and the Ravens, the Ra- like I said, it doesn't matter who the Ravens have starting at QB. Their defense is completely shot right now. Their offense still isn't bad. Their offense played good against Green Bay and it played, you know, good against Cincinnati. It's just their defense is horrible. Their defense is especially horrible against Cincinnati. I mean, oh my God, twice against Cincinnati this year. Cincinnati destroyed them. But the end of the game right here, I got the L.A. Rams beating the Baltimore Ravens. Potentially could end the Baltimore Ravens season. So now we get to the 4 o'clock games right here. First of how many 4 o'clock games we have? We have 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. Okay. So we have an AFC West matchup between the Denver Broncos and the L.A. Chargers. The Denver Broncos, ever since they beat Detroit, they've lost two games in a row. Losing to Cincinnati was a close game. And another close loss, right? Losing to the Las Vegas Raiders. I was really hoping Denver was going to get into the playoffs. Doesn't look like it's going to happen now. Which is a real shame, though. The L.A. Chargers are coming off. Losing to the Houston Texans. I mean, granted, the L.A. Chargers had so many players on the COVID-19 list. But you're playing a team like the Texans. And the Texans torch them. You let Dave Mills torch you guys. I get it. They have a lot of people on the COVID-19 list. I understand that. But you got to have that next man up mentality. You should not be losing. I don't care who's on the field. You should not be losing to the Houston Texans. Because I think Ryan Leaf could beat this Houston Texans team. And he was one of the worst QBs to ever play the game of football. I think he could have beaten this Houston Texans team. That's not a thing against Justin Herbert. Or Justin Herbert played good. My point is... I think anybody could have beaten this Houston Texans team. You know what I mean? I mean, come on. Ay, ay, ay. It, it, it's amazing. It's just that that's the LA Chargers for you. That's how they are. They start off good at times, and then they fall apart. Or it's the other way around. They start off bad, then they play good. It's too little too late. That's like the rhythm with the Chargers. You have your rare seasons like 2018 where the whole season goes right. And you get to the playoffs, but then you run right into Tom Brady. And what happens next? You get destroyed. Oh, but the Chargers need this game. They do. And the Broncos, like I said, right, you know, they still have a chance, the Broncos. They actually do, believe it or not. But if you're the Chargers right here, you need to win this game. You have to. So at the end of the game right here between the Broncos and the Chargers in this AFC West matchup, I got the L.A. Chargers bouncing back in a big way. Next game right here, we got the Houston Texans and the San Francisco 49ers. The Houston Texans coming off that win against the Chargers, a team that has nothing to play for, the Texans. They have nothing to play for, and they beat the Chargers. They beat a team that could be in the playoffs. I'll give the Texans credit. I'll give Dave Mills credit. Because it looks like Dave Mills is the guy going forward. Deshaun Watson's not going to be here next year. I mean, he's not. So, it looks like Dave Mills could be that guy going forward. He's a rookie. He's, you know, he hasn't played too bad recently. So, I guess it's a good sign right there for the Texans. And the San Francisco 49ers coming off that bad Thursday night loss to the Titans. I don't mean to make it seem like it was a blowout, but it was a bad loss. That's a game they should have had. That's definitely a game they should have had right there. But Jimmy G looked horrible, and I believe he has a UCL, no, was it whatever kind of sprain he has, 
I, I probably just got that wrong. It's something with like his hand or his thumb. I don't know what it is, but Jimmy G, I've tried to defend him for a while now, and I've been defending him. But there's no more after that loss to the Titans, especially how I missed use check on that wide-open pass. I mean, come on. Come on. So it looks like Trey Lance will be the starting QB this Sunday. And that's a big chance for Trey Lance to really shine this game because we already know he's going to be the franchise guy for the 49ers. And this team, this 49ers team, most likely will make it to the playoffs. So potentially we're going to see Trey Lance in a playoff game, it looks like, this year to see what he's really made out of. So at the end of this game, right between the Texans and the 49ers, I got the 49 I got the 49ers being the Houston Texans. And I hope that Trey Lance really goes off. Next game right here, we got the Arizona Cardinals versus my Dallas Cowboys. So the Arizona Cardinals at starting 10-2. They've now lost three games in a row. Things are looking really down for them. Obviously, there's no DeAndre Hopkins. Kyler Murray's played like, you know, well. He really has kind of played like shit, in my opinion, especially these last two games. The defense, eh, the defense has been whatever. Their offensive line is horrible. They just haven't been good. The one good thing about the Cardinals, though, is they've only allowed five rushing touchdowns this whole season, which I believe is the best in the NFL. And that's great. That is great right there. So... I guess, you know, the game plan is going to this game. Throw the ball. Throw the ball as many times as you can. And Kyler Murray, throughout his whole career, he has never lost in Texas. Never. Well, now it's time for you to lose in Texas, Kyler. And my Dallas Cowboys riding high. They've won four games in a row. You know, you could say against bad teams. I understand that. But now we're facing a team that's going to be in the playoffs. Potentially could be a playoff matchup right here if the Cardinals fall to the last uh, to the last wild card spot and say the Cowboys keep the second, you know, um, if they stay in the second seed. Because I don't think the Cowboys are getting that first seed at all. That's just my opinion. But we'll see what happens. Hopefully I'm wrong. We get that first seed. It would be nice. Actually, no, 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 no. Actually, no. Fuck it. Why am I, why am I backtracking? No. I don't want the first seed. Never mind. I don't never mind. No, I want the hardest stage going into the playoffs. Let me not backtrack here. Let me not sound like a wimp. No. I want the hardest stage going into the playoffs. I don't want that first seed. Decline it. You get that first seed, decline it. If you could, that'd be funny. <laughs> That's what I would say. Can we decline that? Oh, my God. But no, in all seriousness, though, with this game between the Cardinals and the Cowboys, you know, last year was an embarrassment on Monday Night Football where Kyler Murray and the Cardinals fucking destroyed us. Andy Dalton starting that game. That was the first game that Dalton started after Prescott got hurt against the Giants. I mean, obviously, yeah, Dalton came in against the Giants. This is the first game that Dalton started as a Cowboy. And I thought uh, maybe Dalton could do something for the Cowboys, and this game would have been huge right from the step it up. But uh, he shit the bed. Well, everybody shit the bed. The defense shit the bed. Zeke fucking fumbled the ball, I think, two or three times. It was just overall a terrible game. But this time, the Dallas Cowboys will bounce back, and Kyler Murray will finally lose in Texas because I got my Dallas Cowboys beating the Arizona Cardinals. So now we got an NFC South matchup right here between the uh, Carolina Panthers and the New Orleans Saints. The Carolina Panthers, I don't know what they're doing right here. Cam Newton started this game, didn't do anything. They brought in Sam Donald. He, He did better than Cam by like maybe a little bit, not a whole lot. There was nothing special. I mean, this Panthers team is a broken team. They don't know who the hell their QB is. They have no idea what Christian McCaffrey is going to be next year because he's been getting hurt left and right, so we don't even know what's going to happen with him. We don't know what's going to happen with the QB situation. We just don't know what's going to happen in Carolina. We just do. We just do not know. We really don't. And New Orleans Saints. I mean, yeah, they pretty much got embarrassed right there by the Dolphins. And granted, Ian Book was their starting QB, so it still was bad though. So whoever's starting for the Saints, whether it's Ian Book again, or whether it's Taysom Hill, or even Blake Bortles, I believe they signed Blake Bortles. So whoever's starting this game against the Panthers, it doesn't really matter. 
And the Saints, they're, they're still in it, which is crazy. At the end of this game right here, I got the New Orleans Saints win this game. Now the last 4 o'clock game, we got the Detroit Lions and the Seattle Seahawks. Detroit Lions coming off, losing to Atlanta. And it was a close game. Like I said, I got to give Dan Campbell a lot of credit. You know, Detroit Lions, they are 2, what's it, 2-12-1? Yeah, they're 2-12-1. But when you think of it, they haven't been a bad 2-12-1. Because Dan Campbell has really pushed these guys. These guys are having fun. Like, they're doing trick plays. They are having so much fun. I mean... You know, obviously, they got to step it up next year, Detroit. They have to show some signs of improvement next year. They got to step it up, or else Dan Campbell's not going to be there that long. You know, I mean, Campbell be all about fun and games late in the season. Okay, we, we play for pride and all this shit. No, you're going to need to step it up next year. You got to show a lot of signs of improvement. That's all I'm going to say. Nothing against Dan Campbell. I love him. Just hopefully they do step it up next year. And the Seattle Seahawks. Oh, who's the Bears? Who, I mean, that's. Really gives a shit to be honest. Like, who really cares? These are most likely the last couple of games we're gonna see Russ play as a Seahawk. He's regressed so much right now. He I feel like Russ is washed. And people would say, Well, how could you say that? Well, look at the weapons that Russ has, and he's still playing bad. Since he's come back, he's had like what one good game? He hasn't been good, he's been terrible. Either he's still hurt or he's really washed. Maybe he goes somewhere else and becomes the old Russ. I just don't know if that happens. It's a huge if. But with this game right here is I really don't give a shit. I got the Seahawks beating the Lions. Now we get to the Sunday night game. And uh, an AF, not the AFC, that's the last one. We got an NFC North matchup between the Minnesota Vikings and the Green Bay Packers. Minnesota Vikings, you know, coming off. It was, it was a close loss to the Rams. It was really close. They picked off Stafford three times. They almost knocked off L.A., and this was, this was without Dalvin Cook. We do know Adam Thielen's out for the rest of the season with an ankle injury. My best wish is go out to Adam Thielen, and hopefully we see him back on the field healthy next year. So that's a big loss right there going forward these last two games. The Vikings, again, that's the team that's still in here as well. But I think losing Thielen's definitely the final blow because the Vikings, they are still capable of beating the Packers in this game. They really are. They've done it already. They beat the Packers back in Minnesota. I believe it was in October. I believe it was. So they're very capable. Arnold was last month. I mean, who knows who gives a shit. So they're very capable of winning this game. Um, yeah, I believe it was last month. It's whatever. I think it was before Thanksgiving. So, and the Packers, you know, coming off beating the Browns on Christmas Day. It was a close game. It was a close game. You know, the Packers, you know, the refs definitely gifted them that one right there on the, on the fourth interception. I'm just saying. Just saying. But at the end of the day right here, this game, this could be potentially Aaron Rodgers' last ever regular season home game as a Packer because we don't know if he's going to be with the Packers next season no matter what happens going to the playoffs. But at the end of this game right here, I got the Green Bay Packers beating the Minnesota Vikings. Now the last game of the week is an AFC North matchup between the Cleveland Browns and the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Cleveland Browns just mentioned them coming off losing to the Green Bay Packers on Christmas Day. Baker Mayfield, four interceptions. The last one definitely wasn't his fault. That was gifted right there. That was definitely holding on Douglas. It should not have been a pick. You know, the referees definitely should have called holding, and the Browns should have still had the ball. I mean, it's, it's still not guaranteed the Browns would have won. They could go for a field goal kick and still miss it. Or Baker Mayfield could still throw another pick, or they could fumble it, you know what I mean? That's all I'm saying, but... um. It's been a disappointing season for the Browns. They started off hot, but then Baker got hurt. OB, the whole OBJ situation, it's just its a whole fucking toxic environment out there. Now, Baker Mayfield's wife's getting death threats. Uh, that's, that's way too far. You don't, you, don't do, you don't do that. You don't do that to the athlete or his family. You don't do that shit. You don't do that. You don't do it to Baker, and you certainly don't do it to his fucking family. You don't do that shit. That's going way too far. Way too far. So I hope that Baker can get healthy in the offseason. We do know he will have he will be having surgery in the offseason. So hopefully he can get healthy. And hopefully he can be the Baker of last year. You know what I mean? I really hope that he can be. And the Pittsburgh Steelers right here, they really have they really don't have any discipline at all. There's like a lack of discipline within that organization. Like, Mike Tomlin really has to be kicking himself right now. 
Like, when you have your players celebrating when you're down by 23 nothing and you're down 30 nothing, and they're celebrating from stopping a pass right there in the end zone right there, defensive-wise, and they're celebrating, they're showboating, that really shows there's a lack of discipline in that locker room. That locker room is completely toxic. I can definitely tell. I mean, Tomlin is doing everything he can, but he's got to be really kicking himself after that loss to the Chiefs. He really has to be. Because that's definitely a game that the Steelers were capable of winning. They were. Believe it or not, they were capable of winning that game at the start. But the Chiefs, they fucking kicked them. They kicked them, and they didn't stop kicking them. They kept on kicking them until they were done. Just saying, before that game started, the Steelers definitely had a big chance to win. They're very capable of doing it. But they didn't. So that's on them. But this potential could be Ben Roethlisberger's last ever regular season home game as a Steeler. So we'll see what happens. But at the end of this game right here, and the Pittsburgh Steelers, they win this game. They're still in it. They're still very much in it, which is insane. It really is. But at the end of this game right here, I got the Pittsburgh Steelers beating the Cleveland Browns to end to end Week 17. So now let's break down all the games right here for Week 17. So we got Falcons, Bills. I got the Bills. Giants, Bears. I got the Bears. Chiefs, Bengals. I got the Chiefs. Dolphins, Titans. I got the Dolphins. Raiders, Colts. I have the Raiders. Jags and Patriots. I have the Patriots. Bucks and Jets. I got the Bucks. Eagles and Washington. I have the Eagles. Rams and Ravens. I have the Rams. Broncos and Chargers. I have the Chargers. Texans versus 49ers. I got the 49ers. Cardinals against my Cowboys. I got my, I got my Cowboys. Panthers against the Saints. I have the Saints. Lions versus Seahawks. I got the Seahawks. Vikings versus Packers. I got the Packers. And Browns versus Steelers. I have the Steelers. But all right, guys. I hope you guys enjoy this episode right here. And I will talk to you guys tomorrow afternoon to review AEW New Year's Smash. Talk to you tomorrow, guys. Enjoy the rest of your night.